Train wreck It's episode three. I had to look back. Three or four? It's three on Trainwreck. No shit, dude. Yeah. So we're six. Episode yeah. six total. Yep. And um, we hope you like us. And if you don't, fuck off. <laughs> awesome. You know, I had this epiphany the other day. Me and the old lady were chilling in the backyard. And uh, we kind of had a fire going and everything. Me and her were just chilling back there drinking a cocktail. And Nice. And I was kind of staring at the fire in a... Um, I was throwing little bullshit things in there, and I threw, and I had these rounds that my lazy ass hasn't quite cut up yet, and I just threw a whole round in there. It's like a, it's basically if you cut a tree down and you cut a small section of it. Yeah, six inches. It's, in, blah, blah, blah. it's a round, and then you, and you then you take a maul and you break it down in, into chunks of firewood. Right. But I'm lazy, so my ass just threw the whole fucking round in there. What happened? No, it it burned, but like I started to watch it, and I was I was watching the fire consume it, and I was like, fuck, if that's not a metaphor. For human life like like the slow erosion around the edges kind of thing yeah yeah it, it's you're you're slowly consuming what you have and the energy being extinguished using but, your fuel essentially but not that it was like a two-part metaphor for the fact that we were around a campfire and a lot of stories you tell and bullshitting you do is around a campfire oh yeah but it was, it was just weird watching this thing burn i was like it it just the whole thing of just watching it really said not only that but I, I was thinking about what you said too how a lot of us just mask the illusion of death oh yeah everybody's yeah. in denial yeah and it. i was yeah. watching that thing burn i was just like you know that's what everybody's doing <clears throat> and, and not only that but too it's just like it, you're slowly burning your own wood which is yourself and what stories you're gonna have to tell at the end of this motherfucker like, right well the, what's the ancient or not ancient but it's an old indian proverb of uh you only live as long as the last person that remembers you yeah. So whether or not those stories around the campfire touched anybody, yeah, and, and a lot of that too made me wish. Maybe makes me wish I would spend more time forcing the kids to come in the backyard and bullshit. We we've been doing that a lot lately, doing fires and just getting out there and trying to bullshit. But it's hard. I mean, but there's such a cultural divide between kids and parents. I mean, oh yeah, it it's weird. And unless you're in like a religious household, and this gets awkward. Well, I was like, we always, we always had a tight unit, though. We always kept the kids with us. And the thing was, the key for it was, is I never treated them like adult child. I treated them like human, smaller human. So that actually played out really well to where I'm actually proud of them. In telling all of these stories, I'm glad that they don't even, like, dabble or fuck around or have no Because <laughs> I've been honest with them the whole time, you know? And a lot of the stuff, like, that I did in partying, like, especially after my sophomore year, or my sophomore, junior, senior year, I only partied in the summertime. Oh shit! Because I my grades were important to me. Oh, see, I was a fuck up. I remember, I remember, in I think it was eighth grade. Yeah, I want to say eighth grade. Yeah, like probably like the last four months of eighth grade, we used to go to my buddy's house and drink forties every morning before we went to school. Yeah, I went through that my freshman year. That's why I ended up in private school because yeah. my freshman year was after football was over. It was all smoking weed and drinking. Yeah, I, I remember we used to go to this homie's house and. Uh, he his parents had come smoke a weed and like they were trying to pee test him and shit. That's sadistic. Yeah, a his I think his mom was Spanish if I remember. But was he like a problem child though? So like all the no, but signs all of us around him were. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I was the one who was like hanging out with the people, going, "You don't really fit in here." I'm like, "These are the guys with weed." Of course, yeah, so, I'm hanging out with them. So we used to do this thing: we'd roll in his house, and since he couldn't really smoke weed, he was on the pee test. He had convinced all of us it was better to drink and like. I all, had a friend like that. Too. All of us were like, I don't know about that. He's like, oh, you guys are just pussies always smoking weed. I was like, bitch, you you do the same thing, but your mom's got her leash shoved up your ass. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? My PO will never forgive me. If yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> so I remember like like the whole the whole last four four to three months, every morning we roll this house and we pound 40s. I'm going to tell you right now, when you're pounding 40s every fucking morning, that's way more expensive than weed. I think so. Yeah. It, I had a you pay- don't, you don't, it doesn't go as far. Well, I had a paper route, and I remember that motherfucker used to get money from his mom. I didn't, and we didn't get that growing up, so his 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 booze coverage was costed. I mean, his mom was his mom was illicitly funding it without his knowledge, but and, but he wasn't allowed to smoke and everything. So I mean, like we was just pounding forties, and I remember like at, by by the time summer came, we all agreed this guy's a fucking moron. We're not doing this anymore. Was he one of those guys that like 
would constantly almost get you caught. Well, he, I, he started smoking again at that point. Oh yeah, so now like, you're gonna get pinched for sure. Yeah, so he yeah. started he started smoking again. But you know, <laughs> you know, I remember we used to do too. Like uh, we used to, one of our buddies had made this little jig. So what, it was made by two brass tubings, and we had hollowed out the inside of a glass light bulb. And <laughs> and we didn't we weren't smoking dope out of it. But what we would do is you'd light the joint and you'd put it on the end of the sting, and then you'd stick the whole thing in the, in the glass light bulb. So all the smoke would never really get wasted, and you just hit it. Oh yeah, I used so that, to have, that joint yeah. used to go fucking way long inside that little bullshit thing we yeah, made. Yeah, the cutoff of oxygen. So unless you pull pull a drag, yes. it's not really burning. Yes, I used to see people complain about that. Where they're like, "So much weed's wasted when you smoke a joint." It's I'm fucking like, true, and th- and that and let us down a route. So we were debating it one time. Like this is f- these fucking joints are getting blasted because there'd be like four or five of us in the morning. Like we should fucking roll them and put in this. And somebody's like, "Shut the fuck up!" And someone's like, "That's a good idea. We should fucking go for it." So we got we got all fucking tweakerific and fucking yeah, started dissecting. Hella creative. Them. Yeah. And then we start fucking like kind of figure out how to do this. So we so we, we, we slowly robbed pieces from our parents. Like my dad used to sell weed growing up. So I remember what I used to do once in a while was pinch a little bit of weed from the fucking stash you sold up in the closet. I remember I remember the, I remember a lot of times growing up and me and my bro- older brothers talk about this sometimes. When you're a kid and you're six and seven years old and you're going to get cereals on top of the refrigerator I remember you go up there and you have to move like three or four bongs to get the box of cereal. Oh wow! Oh yeah, dude. I mean, like when you're a kid, like, Man. why is this stinky shit always up here? You don't, you don't think about it when you're a kid because you don't understand what's going on. But you're just moving bongs out of the way to get to the fucking to the Fruit Loops. Or I think when I was like four and five, my dad played in a band, and their house was like the band house where there was like three. Now that I look back, I'm like, dude, he was his late twenties. Fuck, I was pretty reckless too. <laughs> And now that I think about it, like when talking to like my aunts and stuff, that yeah, that was a party house. I, it was nothing for me to get up, like you said, yeah, get a bunch of cereal while you know kicking empty beer cans and shit, <laughs> trying not to knock the bottles over on the counter, like because I had to get a chair and get up there to get bowls, yeah. And then you trying not to knock like bottles and shit over because these guys just partied their ass off and went to bed, <laughs> which would be weird. You think I could sleep through like a fucking train? No, but you know what I mean, like because I, I guess I always passed out as a kid in that situation, but no shit. Well, you know what, like, puts me to sleep, like, the opening scene from Saving Private Ryan. If I can't sleep, I'll just turn that on. I'll be asleep before it's over. You know, you know what I remember, too, growing up, is uh, my older brother used to have this, uh, he used to have a buddy, one of his uh, good Mexican homies and stuff. All of us had Mexican friends growing up. And I remember my dad used to sell fucking weed to my older brother's friend. And I remember one time, I, wow. wa- one, I remember a couple times watching it go down, and afterwards, I think it was uh, the homie PD was like, hey. Don't tell your brother. And then my dad's like, don't fucking say anything to anybody. Yeah. But he, 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 he in the apartment complex we lived, he was selling weed to a lot of the young cats that lived there. It's funny that that's actually the great, like, unifier, because that's actually how I got my first job in automotive, because I, <laughs> this chick that was like a groupie style that was hanging out with the bass player, like, he broke up with her, but our house was the party house anyway, so she was always over there. And then one day just comes up to me and goes, oh, my dad needs some weed. Can you get him some? I'm like, um. I got you. I guess. And she's like, well, yeah, you know, he owns a shop and this and that and the other thing. And one thing led to another. Next thing you know, you know, for 22 years, I'm tired every day. My fucking body hurts. I never should have sold that bag of weed, man. I should have went to college. That's a lie. Fuck college. Oh, man. <laughs> college is good if you have an objective. And the, the objective. Oh, sure. For the information compiling. Yeah. Okay. And this is where it really matters with that. I, I want to get into some stories, but this is kind of a thing I want to harp on a little bit is. College is designed to expand an area you want to get in, get knowledge in. Oh, it's not designed to go. Get I'm going to go to college and figure it out. No, no, not, not, I want to go to college and get a degree and do what? Majority of people that get fucking degrees don't do fuck all with them. How many people have you met in our field that have a degree in automotive science? I've met. I worked with one too, and I'm like, dude, you could be an engineer. You could be I, down I, the tracks I, I, and shit. I actually, I think every team leader has one. Oh no, shit. Yeah. Some sort of automotive engineering degree, or just uh, an automotive degree? Uh, college. I have college for that. Yeah, I went. I took the T ten. But, but it's not. But it's not as common as you think it is. No, and that's that's kind of what I was touching on. Anyway, that's, that's the other. Anyways. That's the other show. We're talking about partying. Right. So it's, it's, it's fun, there, man. Fun. Is there any story you want to start in particular? I do. Uh, you got to come out the gates, and I want to go. You know, in the storytelling fashion, because we have like the desk on fire. We haven't really. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get my guitar up. Bring. <laughs> So, we haven't really dabbled much into, like, psychedelics and shit. Oh, I love that shit. Well, I do, too, and I, again, the objective here, like we said in the beginning, is to kind of break the taboo. That's what I think a huge problem ever since, you know, Nancy Reagan declared the war on drugs. 
there was a stigma attached to it because I mean humanity's been getting high from the from the get go. Not like that, but think about it. we're gonna do war and do what with the war on drugs? What have we really done? Right, the war on drugs. I mean, who was the comedian that said the war on drugs? It seems to make it stronger. Let's have the war on pussy. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Well, Chris Rock, you know what crack cocaine did? It brought the price of pussy down to $2. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so I was thinking about it, and that house I used to hang out, the one where, you know, Bear Paw slapped me up, that house has a lot of crazy memories, but the first time I ever ate the old magic mushrooms was there. Oh, dude. And it was after that incident. You, and you can almost retell that because it's always the same for everybody. I took them, I was chilling. And all of a sudden, everything got really fuzzy, and Halo started to kind of come around. Like well, that's what I kind of wanted to do was to describe for my because I'm, I'm I catalog everything. That's kind of yeah. that's what any type of illicit use for me was like. What is this? that's going on? How do I feel about it? Blah blah blah. So you take them; they taste like shit. Obviously, they taste like shit. And then the sun was up. That's very important to know where the sun is when you start because it's not going to be there when you finish. <laughs> it may, like if you eat them in the morning, which I've never done, but usually you eat them right around sunset or like an hour to sunset. And when it's all said and done, you're like, what the fuck just happened, you know? But the first one wasn't really like that. So you eat them. And of course I was inquisitive and you know, within 45 minutes, we'll just skip right ahead to that. Cause it's always a bunch of waiting. I guess I heard mescaline's like that too. It's just a whole bunch of waiting. My mom tells some stories about, so my mom grew up in the sixties. Mescaline was big. She's, she has some stories. Really? Some pretty wild stories about her taking mescaline, like in high school, like hard doses. Oh, in those. high school, like oh, at yeah. the school. Yeah. At the school. Oh dude, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, I laugh when she tells them. But the thing that I cataloged and notice is at least for me, first thing you get is like anxiety. It feels like you're, you're you either have to fart, poop, and you're a little bit nervous about something. <laughs> but if you even try either one of those, your asshole is so clenched from the anxiety, there's nothing coming oh, out of that dude. orifice, you know? So then all of a sudden, out at the very edges of my field of vision, and it's like, you know, the walls were painted white, and it was relatively relatively bright in there, you start to get like this blue, you know how like you look at snow, and you, all of a sudden you start to get this blue tint to it for some reason? It's kind of like that at the edges of my field of vision. And next thing you know, I'm like, oh, I better get up and walk. I get up, my legs are jelly. I go right back down. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here. And I just, all I remember is just not being able to shut up about whatever was going through my oh, mind. Really? And that was kind of cool what I would later find out because a lot of the other people were in the same boat. But because I was talking about it the whole time, I, I kind of turned into a guide. And that's how I always was on every shroom trip. I ended up being the guide that helped everybody not freak out. See, that's weird because I remember the first time taking uh, mushrooms or acid. And I just, I just kind of went into my own person. Like, dude, I just shut down kind of. More with acid, I think. Because uh, acid, I was easy to, to be quiet. But that's a totally different. Totally different. Well, yeah. I, I, everything before I took was leading to a bad scenario. And I just said, fuck, I'll take it anyways. And just, just that ended <laughs> badly but it was weird because everybody wanted to go for a walk and the only person that i knew there was actually my sister and everybody else the guy who we got him from was known there i don't want to say his name but if you can imagine what um carrot top would look like with brown hair but his hair kind of looked like sideshow bob with like a strong jaw and caterpillar eyebrows that's what the motherfucker looked like really which looks awesome as a silhouette when you're shrooming oh yeah because the whole thing's just kind of like swaying and rocking like a like a, like See, a bush that, of stands now, how much did you take at, at the gate you take uh, i was like two stems in a cap if i remember it wasn't uh, a whole whole yeah, lot but it was on an empty stomach yeah and that's the key you got to take it on an empty stomach you don't you take it with so? food. i yes i have that i have the formula for max i'll say that at the end with a disclaimer <laughs> but i can get max effect out of shrooms and i know the formula so that night, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. There was a little bit of epiphany about how I needed to continue forward with school and stupid shit like that. But remember Bush come down? That video seemed like it was on all night long. Oh, and, really? And they had like the fisheye lens with all of them getting in yeah. and getting into the thing. And that's all I saw. Now, that could have been just like one of those when you're on repeat sometimes when you get stuck on there. Yeah. But something else I found out. Remember those cheap ass plastic bags you used to get from like liquor stores and shit? Fangly. They're really thin. They're really thin plastic bags. Yeah. yeah whatever yeah. you carry, you know, like if you put two forties in it, it's it busting out the bottom. Yeah. So apparently if you take one of those, stretch it out long ways and twist the fuck out of it. Like you twist it super tight, tack one end up and light the bottom on fire. You know what it does? What? It drops little flamelets. That go oh like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's this liquid <laughs> plastic that's just yeah, scorching. But it makes noise when it hits the ground. And it's, oh, no this, shit. it's a little rainbow rainbow flower. Oh, dude. I bet the fucking trails you're seeing. And that, that was the thing is by the time that was done, 
it was like you see five or six like groups of trails just in your field of vision. You can't see anything for like 15 minutes. Oh, dude. Because you're just watching it going. <laughs> yeah. And then apparently I didn't find out till the next morning that somebody had stepped in it and ruined their carpet. And whoever did that must have been wearing my shoes because they ruined my shoes, too. <laughs> that was one of those, gotta go. Oh, dude. Well, that sucks to be you guys. But that one was like, that was a really healthy, healthy trip, I think. Because it was kind of like the first time of really expanding see, what consciousness was. See, I, haven't did, I haven't did psychedelics since like uh, 20, like I did I did majority of my psychedelics from like 21 and down all the way until like, fuck, probably like 15. It's the first time I did shrooms. I, I, I haven't really... 2015? No. Oh, to 15, 15 years old. Yeah, from, from 20 years old down to 15 oh, years old. Oh, you went old. backwards, okay. Yeah, from 15 to 20. Okay. So that was my... And that and it was some hard use for, for a duration of that. But <laughs> even then, man, it's like a lot of that was never self-reflection. Yeah, all of my shit. It, and that's like it even... With <laughs> doing that, like when I was younger, there was zero self-reflection. It was just in the moment. was just run the show up the rails and see what we can do with it. Yeah, that's always been my problem is I, I'm always analytical. I can't help it. I, I don't the moment is kind of, you know, sex is great. I'm in the moment. I'm definitely right there. Yeah. Well, you, know the, you know the thing about living in the moment? It's hard to relearn once you're stepping out of that phase, too. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing to kind of re-grab a hold of. Well, I think that's just the balance like anything else. Well, I think that's why a lot of people turn to alcohol. For that reason, alcohol, oh, it turns everything else off. Yeah, and, yeah, and, no, and, I, I feel and you. And then there. you can live right in the moment again. Yeah, no, uh, alcohol is really good at shutting all down all all like thought patterns, all exterior forces. Yeah, and and then you're you're stuck in this thing where you're um, you well, immediately that, that literally in the is what it does is yeah. it, it'll it'll take you all the way down to the reptile brain. Um, my sister, my twin, has the best story where she was hanging out with like um some oil rig workers. Oh shit! And you know they're gone the three or four months. Yeah. just on the rig or whatever. And when they get off, I mean, they got, you know, 15 grand in cash from that much pay, you know, and they want to go to the bar and get drunk. And it was fucking hilarious that they're sitting there drinking and, you know, my family just has a really good tolerance by nature or we all taught each other. I don't know. But this guy was like, well, not really one eyeing it. He was like one and a half eyeing it. Like the half eye was open. And fucking pop eyeing it. Oh, yeah. He went all the way back to the reptile brain. And what happens, I guess, is whatever you were doing at a specific moment when certain parts of your brain shut down, you get stuck in that thing. So what he was stuck in was putting the money on the counter and moving the glass to his mouth. So at some point, somebody had to, somebody was nice enough to be merciful and go, look, I'm going to start getting you drinks. And they took his money, went, got him a glass of water, told him it was vodka and set it down. It just and, and he just finally rehydrated him. He probably had less of a hangover, but the guy was just stuck yeah. on pay, consume, pay, consume, pay, consume. And that's kind of where, like, I'm okay with alcohol if use. that isn't a metaphor for people in general, I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Man, we keep sidestepping going over to the other topic shit. No, that's definitely yeah. It removes the what's what's the most basic thing? Pay and consume. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. We pay and consume. I, I got a couple good stories from when I was in uh, job job corps. I have a lot of fucking awesome stories, but there's a lot of there's a group of them in particular. And I was in job corps. There's a lot of guys coming from the Marshall Islands. A lot of uh, Pacific Islander guys. Cool. And cool. I used to hang out with a lot of those guys and a lot of those cats and stuff. Some They're always like, fun to hang out with. Like, I've hung out yeah, with a lot of Pacific A couple Islanders. of them from Samoa, a lot of them from uh, from the Marshall Islands, a couple of them from Kualajin. It's it's uh, some of the Micronesian ones off of the Marshall Islands. But these guys came to America and they spoke very little English. But cool. But they had ended up coming here because they their their brother in law was originally from L.A. and then he was getting into a bunch of trouble and his parents kicked him back to the islands. Whoa! So he lived on these. He lived on the islands, and the island they used to live on. The island they, they used to live on was called Twenty Four Hour. So what it is? All these islands battle each other and kill each other's dogs and eat them. But so you don't eat your own dog; you eat your neighbor's dog. Is how it works. Fair enough. So what you do is you get on a canoe in the middle of the night and you swim across to the island, which, <laughs> oh, which is basically the equivalent of a couple blocks away. Stealth op. Yeah, and you you'd mm. get their dog, you'd cook them, and you and you do it on the shoreline so the other island can see that you ate their dog. That you look, oh, so you look over and see a fire on the beach, yeah. you're all, fuck! Yeah. Whose dog's missing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, the rule of thumb is you don't eat your own, you eat your neighbor's. Now, the neighbors did they do is, this because of a meat shortage or just for fun? No. This was I, a game. A lot of it, a lot of it was the it, the rivalry between the islands, and there were pretty aggressive rivalries. 
So anyway, so Prowess. so he got kicked he got kicked out of his house That's and awesome. then he he ended up uh living on the islands for a while and he ended up getting married to an island girl and then him and the island girl came back to the states and he moved up to Sac. Well, he ended up being a counselor at Job Corps. Well, he he had taken his sister's brothers and family and everything from the Marshall Islands, moved them over here, and they had a spot. And then they had set they had sent her brothers in the Job Corps, and they happened to be in the same dorm I was. So I went there. They spoke they spoke enough English to get by. I I, could, I picked up a lot of their their language to a degree, a lot of the Marshallese Island language, and uh, we used to go together and we used to drink. So when they first kind of came here, they were big in the kava. I don't know if you know what kava is. It's, no. it's pepper root. So what it is, you get together in a group. They have a half a coconut. You guys sit down, and they make it, and you, you take a drink. And what it ends up doing over time, it makes your face and your numb, mouth completely numb. Okay. And, and, it, now, and okay. It, gives you, it gives you this super drunk feeling. And what happens when you're drinking kava and you're in a kava circle, there's usually like 15, 15 to 8 people sometimes. So you're sitting there drinking this stuff. And usually they don't stop until everybody throws up. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're chilling in a circle and they're passing this half coconut we around. We eat dogs and drink till we puke. Yeah. So they're, And they're passing this kava around and you keep drinking, keep drinking. And if you throw up, you throw up and you come back to the circle. Like a kager. Yes. <laughs> That's how but you're always sitting around and you're bullshitting and telling stories. It was, it was pretty badass. Well, that would be a lot of group reflection, I think. Well, a lot, a lot of, of potential. A, a lot of these guys never really drank beer. Because on the islands, beer is expensive as fuck. Yeah, seven dollars a twelve ounce can. Well, not that, but just it's just they they couldn't afford that in their budget. They didn't those those places didn't have. It's good, not a necessity. They, well, they weren't giant economic engines where you have a, a, a lot of diversification which you can do for a living. Cool. So so when they came here, they slowly started drinking beer, and I was like, hey, we should be drinking motherfucking beer. So, but the but the brother in law, the one that that had went there, married and came back, he was kind of like a semi alcoholic, so he kind of didn't like doing it. So I used to go over there, and he was older because he was a counselor. He was probably about 25 at the time, and I was probably right about 18. So we used, I started, I, I talked to a couple of these island cats. They like, hey, was fucking go drink some beer. So we used to roll up to the house, and we drinking beers. Well, this motherfucker, I didn't realize until we started drinking beer with him, he used to break dance for Vans back in L.A. Awesome. So he, we would get the so drinking. So you get the drinking and get all brave and uh, like, watch this shit. Oh, and he was a badass breakdancer. Fucking legit. He pulled the cardboard out. They had to hit him behind the washer and dryer. No. Oh. And fucking just full on put some old school fuck. The head spin. He'd get hella drunk. He'd be like, this is the Egyptian. And he'd pull it off. And <laughs> after he got done pulling off his break session, he like fucking face plant on like the car and pass out. And yeah, I, he could he could mechanically. Wow! So his reptile brain knew how to it, yeah knew how to break dance. He was a badass break dancer, and and, he, and but when, when he went to the island, he showed a lot of those cats how to break dance. So all of his brother in laws that came over, they knew a bunch of badass breaking moves and stuff like that. He showed a ton of them that. So we used oh that's ha- cool. Yeah, so we used to get hammered over there, and they they'd go and do like full on island break dancing, which was fucking dope, dude. No, that is pretty badass. And these motherfuckers was wild. Okay, so we they used to do this thing for like a. A trial ritual when I started hanging out with these cats, you you have to be able to take a cigarette burn by two cigarettes on a certain body part. So what do you mean by two cigarettes? You lay the cigarette down. No, you smoke two at the same time, and then the person you have a good uh, like brother type connection with, they come over and they pin it on certain areas. The, the person doing it determines where they're going to burn you. So do they, what do they just do it like face on or and hold it there? You got to hold it there for like ten seconds. Why not just put it out on them? Because that, that wasn't the goal. The goal was see how much pain you can endure. That it's a, it's, a, right. it's a lot of that island type of mentality. Well, tough guy stuff, yeah. So one of the guys I was really cool with, we were fucking like brothers. Ooh, dude. We cool. used to run around, do a lot of bad shit together, drink and just get in this shit and hit, and hit on girls and stuff like that. Warrior class ceremonies. Oh, a lot of that. So <laughs> we were over there one time and they were doing the ceremony. A lot of the cats we were friends with. And he told me, he's like, hey, I'm going to fucking hook you up with some cigarette burns. You got to pick somewhere on me. I'm going to pick somewhere on you. I was like, nah, I'm good, man. He's like, no, fuck that, man. You're my brother. And I was like, I right, dude. I, right, I. Right. So he came right under the peer pressure. Well, he ended up doing one of my fucking arm and one of, but one of them was a welding burn, but he did it right where the welding burn was at. Ooh. Yeah. That was a nasty one. And he did one like <sighs> right here in my fucking thigh. I was like, all right, bitch. I gave him one like right on his fucking neck. Nice. Right in the front, man. That fucker is blazing. Get some. But these fucking cats were, were wild that came from the islands. And they were fun as fuck to hang out with because they didn't really give a shit. They didn't, they didn't have any etiquette for American culture or anything. So we used to go out. And but it just, sounds like there wasn't a lot holding them back. So that's No, there wasn't because they didn't know any better. Right. Hmm. Yeah, we do. We used to do a fucking bunch. Of, I remember one time. So these motherfuckers, a lot of the island cats are very racist. And once you hang out with them, you learn really quick. 
So there was this black family across the street that used to come over and give them a ton of, a ton of shit. And uh, they used to get in arguments. And one day the black family came over and slashed the tires and they had saw him do it. Oh, no. Yeah, so like he was... T- he, the, Recipe for disaster. So the guy there. told him, hey, you fucking slashed my tire. He's like, no, I didn't. He's like, all right, motherfucker. You did. I saw you. He's like, I didn't. Fuck you guys. You guys always give me shit. He's like, I. Right. So I didn't. We didn't know it had gone down. So we got a job corps. It was like a Friday night. We're off for the weekend. So we roll. It's like it's like three or four blocks away, walking distance over off of Franklin and uh, and uh, Meadowview. So we. Oh, stri- I know where that's at. So we we strike over there. It's over kind of by G Parkway, and we strike up over there, and we're chilling, and it's probably like eleven o'clock at night. We're drinking, and the whole time that cat that that twenty five year old guy that lived there, he's like these motherfuckers. It's like ah, dude, it's cool. He's like no, fuck these guys. So well, then do something. And as quit soon as I fucking said that, where we've been drinking, there's like a fucking bunch of rocks right by their walkway. Oh, and he God. picks up a rock the size of a fist, takes it, and fucking throws it through the fucking win- window of their house. The house window. Yes. Oh, man. On the neighbors. So the fucking, so the black dude comes running out to whoop this dude's ass. Well, he still got that island strength, man. So the black dude came running out. Yeah, it's like farm boy strength. And it's, he's it's soon real. as he crossed the street to try to hit him. This fucking cat just laid him out. Boom. Did he like book at him or did he just No, he, he just stood, stood his there. ground and he wait, stood waited. He stood his there and he got close enough. The guy went to go after him. Just right across the dome. Ka-pink. Boom. Yeah, and then so then after he does that, he goes over there and he pulls a beer out of the fridge and he walks to the center of the street. He's all, you look a little thirsty and just starts dumping on his head. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. This could be bad the next day. Did anybody call the cops? Nope. Yes. What, dude, it's over off of G Parkway. Ain't nobody calling the fucking cops. Galaxy Parkway? Uh, right, right there, G Parkway, where it's basically a closing apartment complex with its own police department. It's between, uh, if you're going this down Franklin, the... it's between Florin and Meadowview. Yeah, right, so be, right by before, the mall. No, no, no. So the other side of the freeway. No, it, no, if you're, way up the road. No, if if you're going, if you're mall. going down Franklin, not Florin Mall. Don't think of Florin Mall. Franklin's on the other side of 99. Yes. Okay. So if you're if you're beaming oh by the tracks and shit yes oh okay, okay. O- almost by the tracks almost not by the quite tracks. there oh I know it's yeah you're right. okay it's gated it's one. a giant apartment complex that's gated in yeah with its I worked with the dude that lived there yeah and he ba- they basically live right across the street from that place wow it's a small world oh dude <laughs> I remember heading up in the G Parkway and uh, uh scoring getting shit like that and I was the only white cat I would see up in there. Yeah, you ever notice that everybody stares at you when you're that guy? Oh, dude. You're, everybody's catching like he's a cop. Yeah, well, <laughs> you all know some of the black homies like, hey, just shut your mouth and keep your mouth shut, dude. Don't fucking mm-hmm. cause any drama. It's like, I got you. That's typically what it is. I do that a lot in Modesto. Oh, no shit? Oh, man. there's Yeah, there's been some bad apartment complexes I've been around there where no matter, it seems like there's more people out at night than there is in the daytime. <laughs> it was one of those places. <laughs> That's always a bad sign. And one dude was like, oh, I'm going to go hit up this dude, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I gave him some money. I'm like, yeah, get me, you know, you know, an eight. Give me an eight the weed. He comes back and all of a sudden goes, oh, nope, nope, nope. And he hands me the shit and he's like, nope, nope, it's fucking light. Fuck this, fuck this. And he <laughs> goes away and I'm looking, I'm like, this is a heavy bag. I didn't realize he went over there to buy a uh, tweak too. Oh. Uh, so then that started this whole thing. Meanwhile, I'm like, rivalry. oh, yeah. I was like, you ain't going to rip me off for that shit. And I remember them arguing. But oh, in the end, he did come back with exactly what he wanted. And I'm thinking, I'm like, God, I just can't really hang out with a tweaker, but I'm already like a 12-pack deep. So it looks like I'm going to go in the back and uh, try and get some sleep. <laughs> you haven't lived till you try and sleep in a neighborhood like that. You know? Oh, I can imagine. You wake up and you look around and all of a sudden, like, because the window's cracked, you, you can hear the conversations and shit going outside. You're all, I hope my car's windows are still intact. Oh, dude, there's a lot of that. I remember, I remember when I still lived in South Sac with my dad, dude. It was always like, fuck, watch the windows. Yeah, they just love breaking windows. What is it? Uh, Fulton and Marconi. Another, another oh, great yeah. neighborhood. I had some uh, buddies that I played in a band with them. It was like one of those uh, Cookie Monster metal bands. That's that's you know, <laughs> it was fun. Don't get me wrong. It was like was probably the best three months I've ever had because it didn't matter what I was doing. Nobody was paying attention. It was just a machine gun drummer and the Cookie Monster screaming. But it was funny because we'd be we were the ones one time out at night fucking with people because we were bored. We'd ran out of beer hours ago, so now the sobriety's coming in. And this one uh, Mexican kid is like, "Oh, come on, let's go to Seven Eleven real quick." And I'm like, "I ain't got no money." He's like, <laughs> "Should have known not to oh, go with dude. him, dude." Walk in, he's like, grab what you want, this and that. Walk up to the counter, I go to set it down, and he just books out the door. Ah. And I was like, hey, man, oh, dude, he has my wallet. I took off, too. <laughs> you know, the guy, apparently they did it all the time. The cops never came. But the, the part that really got me is this guy's commitment to chaos. Because there was a taxi cab driver 
sleeping like in one of the parking spots right out in front of the 7-Eleven. And as we go by, dude just clubs his trunk. And as I go by, the dude sits up and looks at me. I'm like, have a nice day. Just keep going. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Book it back across Marconi. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mission accomplished, I guess. Oh, dude. I remember uh, when I was still in Lincoln, we used to have this one friend uh, uh, lived in this fucking rundown area right next to Circle K in Lincoln. If you're shooting through Lincoln right, right before the pottery. Yeah. There's, there's a Circle K there. Well, this homie had the hookup. So the, the, the rundown apartment complex he lived in, it was one of those, sh- those shitty ones where like there's only like uh, 10 apartments in it. Oh, it was like a row? Yeah. Yeah. There's a way. So, but one of the girls that lived there worked at the Circle K. Well, fantastic. So what we, we were kind of young, and we weren't really drinking a lot, but we were smoking weed already. And so what we used to do is we'd go through there, and we'd get a Slurpee is what we do. And when we get the Slurpee, before you get the Slurpee, you put all your candy bars inside the Slurpee. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I yeah, that and, and you, you just fill that bitch up, and you just pay for a Slurpee, and boom, you're out the gates. I've seen a tweaker do that with, like, 5 a.m. p.m. hamburgers. He, like, just stacked them all in, wrapped it back up, beep, and Slurpee. walked out. It's like, dude, they're 49 cents a piece. Yep. You know, I, I mean, do you, want, do you want me to spot you for this? Or? <laughs> well, that's the logic, man. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, some oh, people dude. steal just because they can. Yeah. I've fun. had that. Like, we threw, I think we counted it up one time, roughly about 240 parties between the time I moved in with my twin sister and the time I moved out of with my wife. Oh, shit. And we was like, and you really have to think, like, sometimes there was two to three parties a week because it was the band house. So there was constantly, I mean, there'd be times I'd get off work, like on a Friday, going, oh, hey, man, you coming out to such and such? like, nah, dude, I'm good, I'm good. Crash out for about an hour, and then it sounds like, you know, a herd of elephants comes through the front door, and I'm already getting up, putting my pants back on, and getting ready, because I know what's happening. No fuck. You know, and you walk out there, like, hey, man, we got some beer. Let's go. I remember this one time in particular, dude, me and the old lady, we used to come down here all the time. And hang out with my cousin a lot from the South area. And uh, my cousin lived right next to uh, Sundance. It was a fucking badass bar, dude. It's it, it, We used to call it the Scummy. <laughs> it, it was a dive bar, but it was legit. The people there were cool as fuck. The drama was pretty low. And Where's we, that at? It sounds familiar. It's oh, it's over where National Burgers is at right now from Madison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, it should be right next to like a little uh, deli place and shit like that. Yeah, it's like a little pocket right there. Yeah, so the Sundance is fucking dope. I remember we used to come out here all the time. I remember one time in particular we came out here and uh, we got fucking, sh- both got shitty drunk, dude. <laughs> Shammered. Sh- yeah, and so we were smashing out back to the south area and um, we're fucking going, we're cruising, we're going up Sunrise, we get on 50, we're bombing. We just passed Watt Avenue getting re- getting closer to get on fucking 99 and all of a sudden I look over and yeah my old lady's chilling <laughs> chilling holding the purse kind of her lap and all of a sudden it, i look over and it's like she's going through the purse it's like what the fuck are you doing you're going through the purse and the lights off you can't even see what's going on and all of a sudden i look and the purse is just fucking overflowing with throw up oh <laughs> yeah god it's like, fuck man oh you want oh man we could totally like go down the freaking the compilation of oh, all the throw dude, up times it was fucking bad and so she starts throwing up. I'm like, fuck. So I pull over because she's just, at that point, the purse is filled. Purse full. Yeah. And, and then I'll, now she's just holding her head between her legs, just fucking throwing up. In the car? After it. So we're on the side of the freeway, fucking doors open. She's oh. just ralphing, throwing up and everything. Well, the, the problem is, at the time, the amp I had for my car was underneath that fucking passenger seat. Oh, no. Yeah. And <laughs> I was drunk at the time. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, fucking whatever. Was it was like the first time you hit the gas, it just shorts the amp out. So, so we're fucking, I, I tell her, you, you know, it's like fucking 12, 11 o'clock at night. You, oh, man. Yeah, it's like midnight. Midnight or I forgot what it was. I think, I don't know if we closed the bar out at all. Right before w- rookie hour. Yeah. So we're, we, so she gets in, we get back together, we cruise out to South Area, drop her to our house, and I head back to my place. And I look at it and just fucking throw up on the seat, all over on the floorboard, and like, up under the seat, I'm like, um, yeah, this ain't happening right now. I'm fucking over it. <laughs> so I, I go in the house, fucking boom. It's like the next morning I get up, I like, hey, you going to come over and clean this shit up? You fucking threw up all over my amp or whatever. So, okay, so she, like a soldier, man, she came over and she fucking churched it up. She cleaned it up or whatever. Oh, like, wow. Two days later, the fucking amp's done. Yeah, it just seeped its way. Oh, yeah, I took it apart. There's just throw up inside of it. And was like, <laughs> fuck, it man. Happening. Yeah, it was like a fucking $400 kicker amp. I was like, that's fucking great. I had a fucking bass player do that. We didn't kill an amp, but I used to, what's funny is I used to have this truck that used to be like a, um, 
is a stereo shop truck, right? And then my dad bought it, and then after he passed, it went down to Modesto, and then after seven years, I got the vehicle, right? And then I had to undo all the tweaker shit that was done to it, but that's not the story. The funny part is, is I always noticed that they painted, because the, co- the color could only be described as a combination of, um, I guess, puke green and piss yellow. And if you just mix them together, that's what color it was. You know, the 70s lime greenish kind of bit. And they painted almost color match over both logos that was on the drivers and the passenger door. Oh, shit. It was like a little Toyota pickup. And I've always wondered why the fuck on the passenger side you could see the logo bleeding through pretty bad but not so much on the driver's side. Well, I found out one night driving a bass player home who was kind of notorious for always overdoing it during practice. Solid. Always, dude. This guy would always... I mean, there was one time he was even trying to bang this chick in the bathroom, and you can hear that neither one of them were coordinated and falling all over the place. The drummer was so pissed, dude, because it was his house. And I go in there, and I'm, like, trying to wash my hands, and I'm looking around, and, like, I don't know what if these puddles are water or what, but, dude, you all need to clean that bathroom. That's the age that we were at is where they just don't even know manners at that point. You know what used to do a lot of at people's houses at parties? Fuck, it was almost a guarantee we're doing this shit is upper decking people's toilets. I've always wanted to do that. I've never done that. It was a, it, it, like if it was somebody that was having a party, we didn't really know the motherfucker. That no, much. yeah, we've destroyed people's houses. Yeah, we, we just roll up there and like we, we'd like two or three of us go back to back upper deck the toilet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, dude. For those of you who don't know an upper decker, it's when you <laughs> shit in the tank of the toilet. Imagine if you had like a, just a, like a really runny, fucking gross, oh, cloudy dude. poop too. No, but the the point was is that once one time when I'm dropping this guy off, he on like literally it's always like why is it always two blocks from the house? It's always when you're right there, dude. All I see is the window coming down. He's like, I'm gonna puke. I'm like, dude. And mind you, oh, I had I had man. super seats in this truck, so you're like your shoulder was even with the with the window line that you were sitting really low in the car. And he climbs up out, just launches and gets it all over the side of my truck. <laughs> the next day, as I'm rinsing it off, I'm noticing that I can see that decal even more now. <laughs> I'm all, oh my god, how many people have lurched out the side of this truck, dude? <laughs> Apparently a lot because that oh, it, it is just the acidic effect. <laughs> I, I remember one time my cousin, uh, after I had the kids and everything, the old lady, I kind of really cranked down going out and doing anything for a huge duration, man. And uh, one time he had fucking convinced me. He said, hey, let's go out to the fucking bar. I was like, ah. He's like, well, you don't fucking go out. I was like, all right, all right, all right, we'll go, man. Let's go. So we go to a bar right around the corner. We go. We're fucking tied in on hot and hard out the gates, dude. <laughs> what he's doing? He's picking up shots. I'm like, fuck it, let's just do it. <clears throat> it's always so, great when someone's buying until you have to pay the price. <laughs> well, we, we we were both splitting the cost in the drink, so we were just having oh, okay, a good time. Cool. That's cool. So we were getting after it or whatever, and uh, fuck, we'd only been there like three hours, and we were fucking hammered already. I was like, oh, man, you cool to drive? He's like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. So I was like, all right. Better you than me. Let's yeah, go. so we fucking <laughs> we jump in it, and we're cruising back, and as soon as you get to the main street, that takes you from from Antelope all the way up. I'm like, dude, I don't fucking. Oh, I don't. He's like, you throw up. I was like, yeah, um, I should be good. And no, nope, I wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I imagine I imagine get the window down. He's like, dude, don't throw up. And as soon as he said that, just I just pelted the side of his fucking pickup. Yeah, this motherfucker didn't even stop though. He just kept going with it. And I was just fucking just. The whole way home, just blasting the side of his. Pick, I guess that's called a cowboy so, stripe. <laughs> I felt so bad for him, dude. And like when he dropped me off, he's like, "Okay, get your drunk ass inside." I was like, "Okay, man, a lot." Oh, dude. Oh yeah, he, he's telling me the next day. He's like, "Dude, you fucking just uh, you fucked it up, man." I was always really good at being like covert enough to to know what's in the mail and just get the fuck away from everybody and puke. Oh, dude. Was there was well, not even a puke when I got caught by my mom one time, and again the same sister that took me to school. Decides she's going to drop me off. I'm like, no, dude, let me just stay the night. She's like, no, you can't. I got whatever. I didn't know what she said. And I walk in and I'm like being like super. I mean, the door and the lock and everything and closing the door without slamming it and sneaking in was great. But you see hardwood floors creak in the middle of the night. You oh, don't, you don't notice it's happening in the daytime, but you definitely notice at night. Oh, yeah, when everything's fucking pin drop quiet. But I found out in my drunken R&D that if you walk by the edges that it doesn't creak as much. In the middle, away from the walls, is where it creaks. So I'm going down the hallway on the edges, but something in the dark I didn't calculate was all the pictures that were on the wall, and I knocked every one of those motherfuckers off. (laughs) Walking up the hallway, my mom comes out. She's like, ah, drinking, huh, I'm going to go to bed. We'll talk in the morning. Yeah, we'll talk in the morning. Nice. Well, I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad I had that kind of freedom at times, you know what I mean? 
Because that's that's not a bad philosophy of coming down on them, you know, with all the power of the church. I mean, that's what created fucking the boomers' parents with the worst generation. Yeah. Those people were so harsh on their kids, which was our parents, the boomers. They were so harsh on their kids that it pushed them too far the other way. Oh, yeah. You, you had a whipsaw effect. Oh, yeah, exactly. That was like, I call it the buoy effect. The farther you push it down, the further it pops out of water when it's free. Oh, yeah. You, or a slingshot, the further you, you hold it back. Yeah, you're, just, you're, you're pushing energy, you're pushing energy, and finally it's going to fucking give way on you. Oh, yeah. Something to be said about Eastern philosophy, you know, which I pondered a lot under psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was always funny when you'd wake up the next day and you're like, dude, that was crazy last night. Do you remember what you were saying? No. I remember the pictures that were going through my head, but I have no fucking clue what I was saying. Oh, dude. Oh, and it was always, I solved the mysteries of the universe. What are they? I don't know. I'd have to be on shrooms again to explain it because it's gone now. (laughs) I don't know if you ever did this. You know what the weirdest thing, too, is is when you're frying and you put on sunglasses. You ever look through it? Yes. Oh, my God. It's like looking into a different dimension. (laughs) Especially once you take them off, it feels like everything changed. Because that transitioning, mostly I noticed that um, when you transition from one room to the next. It's weird. And I I remember when I I was just fucking going after it and fucking frying out. And they they kept putting glasses on me. And every time they put it on me, I felt like I was looking in the hell every single time. Oh, man. And like I I would just like fucking want to yank them off my face and throw them against the wall. Get them away from you. And as soon as I... Fucking like kind of freak out a little bit. The motherfuckers end up back on my head. Them fuckers were fucking. They were with me fucking hard. with you, but I just kept putting. Oh the yeah, dude. On your head. It's like fuck. The first time I ever did acid, it was like the dumbest thing because I got called off work. It was like, oh well, you know, no point in coming in today. And I'm like, cool. And I had them like in this little like mini Altoid looking box. It was like tiny. And I was like, man, I don't have to go to work today. Dumbest decision I've ever made. Five minutes of being awake. I'm all, <laughs> oh well, look, there's still acid from the weekend. I guess I can. Oh shit. Yeah. So uh, there was this guy across the street, total like white trash Vietnam vet. That's how that's how old the story is. And I'm like, fuck. And I walk up, boom, boom, boom. Dude's got his cup of coffee, right? And he lives in a trailer out back of these people's house. It's like one of those welfare houses where there's like you know six families living in there. Solid. And you know some of them, they, they were they were pretty 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 mesh collage. It wasn't all white trash. It was you know. Every every version of trash oh, is yeah. represented there. Yeah, every version of the low caste system. Oh, absolutely. But he was just like a family friend, and he I, I knock on the trailer and I'm like, hey, dude, come here, come here, come here, come here. Want to take some acid? He goes, sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> all he did. Didn't even skip didn't a beat. Skip a fucking beat. <laughs> He's like, sure. I freaking literally shoot somebody. <laughs> literally opened up the thing, put it on my finger. He sticks his tongue out. I put it on his tongue. He like in in a swoop just goes and flicks his coffee cup so all the fluid goes flying sets it up and goes let's go <laughs> go because my house was notorious for being the party <laughs> let's go. i mean the whole thing was 30 seconds of turnover time That's and his, awesome. his day did not go the way he planned it that morning so oh, we're standing man. there we get cut off um as we're walking and i didn't something else i didn't know because I, I used to shrooms i'm like okay so 45 minutes set in time oh no 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 no, 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 no. no. we're like 15 minutes before the first signs are there Oh really? It hit that fast. It was good. It was must have been good because it was it was coming on pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I had about a forty five minute window before <laughs> I really this, started. This this one didn't do that. It didn't it didn't keep me waiting, or my perception of time was gone because by the time we go walking out into the street, well, that, but that's what it does though. Your your entire oh yeah, thing, your your perception of everything's gone. Yeah, it, it just takes it and just it rolls into this giant burrito and you don't know what's what's what. But when we <laughs> when we walked out into the street, there was. Um, there was the police. There was a police car. One guy in a cruiser, right? And you know, um, you know the flower police up there. They're very brutal in that county, right? You yeah. know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. And he, they, he comes in, and that house that I just left, he's looking for somebody whose name I knew, but I didn't know where they were. And he's like, okay, well, we're t- you know, it's a probation check, this and that. If you see him, and I'm like, oh yeah, well, blah 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 blah. And I just start talking to the talking to him, take him completely off subject have a conversation with him like he's human, and all I can see is this other guy behind him who can just barely control his laugh. He's like... <laughs> like, he's going to explode, dude. And that's the Vietnam vet, dude? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. He's, like, trying not to giggle because he looks at me, and right at that moment, <laughs> I realize I'm on acid because that conversation, I didn't realize what was... I didn't... It didn't dawn on me. No, you, you just went down a rabbit hole. I had this... Well, that's blah, blah, where blah, the sunglasses... Blah, blah, blah. The sunglasses made me think of that because as soon as I put... I'm, like, as soon as we were walking across the street, I saw him and put the sunglasses on, like, this is my shield that shall keep me safe from law enforcement, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm, like... I'm like, are you okay, dude? I got, I got that allergy medication for you. It's cool. Just go ahead and go to my house. Because like he was trying to sneeze or something. It's all I could think of at the time. 
And I'm like, okay, well, if I see anything, a guy gives me his card. If I see anything, I'll give you a call. But, dude, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't hang out over there all the time. I mean, this guy right here fixes my bike and shit, and that's about it. Okay, cool, cool. Dude drives off. As soon as I open the door, homeboy's already on the floor just laughing his ass off. Oh, dude. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And it was just the weirdest shit. As soon as I took the sunglasses off, as soon as I took the sunglasses off, I'm all... <laughs> just could not <laughs> shut up and then that was just like the weirdest day i saw like a bird land out through the window well, it, and it took it, off five times what well, does that <laughs> the matrix oh it looked like like the cat walking by it was yeah. a land go away land that's, go that's away. the thing is when you when, when you start entering when you, anytime you take a psychedelic and you start to enter in the first like first phase of it it's usually pretty it you get this thing where you start to laugh and giggle and you, you don't think you're doing that loud? In reality, you are. Like, shrooms are really bad about that when you take shrooms. Oh, you're so loud. Yeah, but not that. But you do this thing where everything, it's you're not quite laughing in the beginning. It's a lot of giggling. And, and and it's weird. It's hard to explain to somebody that's never did it before. Well, like, just imagine, like, it's it's like you're being tickled Yeah, from, from the inside. That is, that, it's like how it's uncontrollable when somebody's yeah. tickling you. That's what it's like. You're all, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a very good way to put that. It's uh, it's it's very. Much we like did that. that one time. We were in one of those uh, another ghetto store. We were in the, uh, like one of those quadplexes over off of where the pool hall, like a Garfield. Yeah. We were in one of those, and we were on the back one upstairs. And we're out back, and dude keeps trying to hand me like like a pipe for weed, and I'm already like I'm into it. I'm seeing rainbows and freaking everything's dancing and shit. And yeah, I'm, it's breathing. The walls are breathing and shit. I'm like I'm good. Every time I tried to flick the lighter, it was so blinding. Oh I yeah, I couldn't do it. So he's like, no, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. So I, like, I hold it sideways, and he goes, and he flicks the lighter. It ends up holding it underneath my thumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, I'll try again. <laughs> so I change hands, and he does it again. I'm like, dude, fuck you. What are you doing? So we're up on top of this quad plug, like the balcony area. We're up there, and both of us are just... <laughs> and you hear click, 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 click. Sounds like boots or high heels walking. We look over, and we know it's this little white trash neighbor coming back from, I think she was like a topless waitress around the corner at the strip bar. So, there was a lot back in the day. Yes, there was. That was, a, if, was you, a if you didn't want to fully strip, time. you could just be a waitress. Yeah. There was a lot of those down there. <laughs> and that she's walking, bar. and she's walking, and somebody managed, because I kept going, I need a cigarette, I need a cigarette, I need a cigarette. Well, here's a cigarette. I need you to light it for me. And my sister's like, what the, f you're an idiot. I'm all, I can't see. Every time I light it, I go blind. Why do you think I'm outside? Right? And it's weird, because it was dark outside when we started. But all of a sudden, I probably as your pupils dilate and the colors fill in all the gaps, oh. you can see everything. You yeah. can see a squirrel in the middle of the fucking night it's, on a fence 100 yards out. It's funny you say that because I could totally see that. And that's how it was. Now she's walking, click, 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 click. I'm smoking the cigarette, and I look at him, and he's like, can barely hold it together. I'm all, I'm psychic on this shit. He's all, what? I'm psychic. She wants the cigarette butt in her hair, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he just loses it and I go to flick it and it fucking it, it hits the fucking rail and lands right back on my shirt <laughs> and I was like nope nope misread that one and she's like what are you two you two are laughing at me I'm like not exactly but I appreciate your presence oh <laughs> and he just God, fucking dude. falling over dude and it does like if that's it's the weirdest shit that a lot of people won't do it they want to be in a safe place I'm like well, I mean, I've done it in play. Like, we could have got robbed right there in that moment. You yeah. know what I mean? But everybody tends to be, it's not what you think. You know what I mean? It's not what you think when people are getting fucked up on a Saturday night. Well, it's the, the whole thing, too, man. It's like, if you if you try to schedule your life around doing something like that, <laughs> good, no. luck, good mm -hmm. luck with that. Good fucking luck with that. Oh, yeah. That's always tripped me out, though, is like, you do that on a Friday or Saturday night, and you're back to work on Monday. <laughs> you can pull it off. No, oh, you can. You're yeah. actually, it does, it's not, there's not as many consequences as, as well, the, actually, the real reason I was doing that shit was because in private school, um, the drug education and prevention courses were a lot different than public school. Public school sucked. But they were really, dude, they were really, really descriptive, which for someone like me was probably a bad idea because it's like, oh yeah, marijuana makes you feel slightly euphoric, this and that and the other thing. Oh, okay, so we got five different... <laughs> All right, three out of five. I don't know if the other two are lies or just not, you know. <laughs> and the same with, like, mushrooms. Oh, it's a deep this and that and the other thing and blah, blah, blah. And then you do it and you just, again, you're just checking off the list of going, oh, okay. So a lot of people that don't do drugs are the ones that wrote these. Yeah, mushrooms they, is one of those things. It, it's best if you do it when camping, hands down. Yeah, if you're away from people. Yeah, you're in the open environment. You're, you usually want to be with people that you're chilling with already anyways. Oh, yeah. That, that you're, you're, you want to try to unload as many 
Make sure that bitch that always causes drama ain't there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's always a bad that That's a, a worst thing to see. Super key component to oh, that. Oh, yeah. Make sure that there's no drama around. That's That That really can fuck up some shit. Well, not like that, but then you, like, you're already out of your own head. You don't want to be get even farther out of your own head. Oh, yeah. Which sucks, though, because I imagine like with your sensitivity to light sitting around a campfire. Because I've never actually done that. I've always done see, it See, fire city. is always awesome to watch when you're swimming, dude. Really? Yeah, because you get this thing, if, if you take enough, like a couple caps, like three caps, you're watching the fire, the fire will just work its way into the sky. It's weird. And you, you can watch it. Oh, wow. Way. So you're actually watching like the heat shimmer and everything else. It, well, it's, I don't know if you're watching that or that's just what you're Your seeing. Your brain's painting the picture. Yeah. You're, you, if you watch the flames long enough, all of a sudden, the the, the fire itself this is no longer attached to the base. It kind of does its thing. <laughs> that's kind of cool. It, it just, you, it, the flame will shadow up and it is through these things where it keeps folding on itself. But did you ever notice, like, the pattern, like, certain things that you see, like, say you're just, like, a black light or stuff outside watching the sunset on shrooms and shit like that, you start to realize the connection between, like, a lot of media and trippy shit, like, you know, the Beatles' Yellow Submarines, for example. (laughs) You start to go, oh, well, wait a second. Now, like, how on the one hand do you have all these artists that would never have come up with this shit, and then on the other hand, the war on drugs? No, I think psychedelics are a huge motivating, or any type of drugs in general, are huge motivating attributes to uh, artists. Well, technically, like ecstasy is in the psychedelic family. Yeah, right. Because it's it opens up all your well, neural it's pathways. A, it's a yeah, it's a major nootropic. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you you, it's this, it's it's it, like who was it? Uh, the dude from the Beastie Boys. What's his name? The guy. Uh, Mike D. Uh, I, was that the dude that did all the beats for him? I'm trying to think who it was. Oh God. Oh. So the, them, them cats used to do back in the day, they used to take a bunch of E, him and some other guy, and they'd take a fuck ton, enough to like last like almost a day and a half. And they, would, and they would lock themselves in this room, and they would do these battles between each other and just fucking make these crazy beats. I remember watching the documentary. I could, I could see that. That'd be hella fun. Dude, it was bad. That day and a half probably yeah. only felt like an hour. It was it was a documentary and different guys that were big into it, like DJ Shadow, the dude from J5. Um, or no, the cut cameras from J5 and a lot of these other cats and DJ Shadow. And it was it was them talking about hip hop and what really drove them to get into it. Hmm. But they were telling stories about like they took a bunch of E and fucking and MDMA and were just going balls of the wall in the room, <laughs> just falling into the sound of it. No, I, I'll bet because I mean, there's sometimes we were like playing a guitar was always fun for me, like during the uh, the backside, like after the peak. Yeah, then I could concentrate enough to actually play an instrument. What the, the recovery with any of that stuff sucks, man. You start when you take Molly or Ecstasy, dude. Oh yeah, it's you, like a week. Well, yeah, your serotonin is just yeah. is just on full bore. Dude, I knew some people. Dude, this is when I knew they had to leave my house and they had to move out because I got tired of again when it, waking up to parties is one thing, when there's a bunch of alcohol and beer and all kinds of fun stuff. But when everybody's already dropped the E two hours ago and they migrate into your house and suddenly the DJ tables, oops, 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 oh, yeah. all that bullshit starts up just a beat they're looking for that beat that just drives them That's right all it does but then when it was the next day and all of us are tired as fuck because we were drinking and passed out before they showed up and then got woke up by them and now we're all like Ugh, laying around while they're up cleaning and doing all this shit and this and that and i found out that they were actually the next day well got to do a little bit of meth to keep going it's like dude you're gonna fry your brain oh, like yeah. after e to do fucking crank oh my god okay no yeah, time out yeah, time you, out you, you haven't let any of your your serotonin or, or yeah you're not recovering levels. yeah you want to turn into an insect because that's how you turn into an well, insect th- th- just this think about the, like the next day after taking e or anything like that like what's your recovery you're like your 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 hormones like you're when somebody says something like that after you've gone after you've dropped e for like a day ago like you're you're still haven't recovered. Like everything seems dead. Like the yeah, volume everything's on, dull. Yeah, the volume and everything is cranked way the fuck down. It's like it, I was saying before, you're borrowing happiness from like the next yeah, week. Yeah, and 100%. now it's time to pay the piper. And you do, and you pay it with the fact that nothing really has the pizzazz it seems like it used to. Wow! All for a weekend of dancing and glow sticks. Oh, dude! Like, eat, eat, like here's a prime example, and I don't know if you if you can understand what I'm putting down. So if you take E, like the next day you jerk off, it doesn't really have. There's no pizzazz. As a guy, you're just like, ah, this is... I don't want to answer that question if I can relate or not. (laughs) I'll talk about all these drugs, but whoa, man. No, but it does that. Something would drop an E. At the time, you're good. 
but the day or two later, the fallout from that, it, you're fucked up. Like, especially at that age, yeah. I've, I've had that where you're just like, you know what, nothing even. It's yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's yeah, shaking around. You're like, I'm not even interested yeah, in that. We're, yeah, because you because you were on this giant full on serotonin dump. Oh yeah, that's where I knew this chick that talked. Because I never did it, but I was around a lot of people that did, and I knew this chick that literally was like, no, I will not have sex on ecstasy because sex will never be fun again. Yeah, it won't. It, and that that's a big thing that everybody used to push all the time. Was like, don't fucking do it. If you're on E, yeah, your brain will explode. And well, not that, but you're 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 going to set the standard to that. Yeah, no, and that at least what's weird is neuroscience has come so far since the late '90s that now it's like a definitive thing. But everybody just kind of knew it. Like the elders, the elders of substance <laughs> abuse were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Be careful with that." <laughs> That's why I'm glad that I grew up in an era where like cocaine was dead. It is because in the late well, '90s, it well now it's it's made a comeback you know what, about man? seven years ago. I don't think it has because I, when I was when I was doing Uber on the side, man, hell of people big into cocaine. No, that's what I'm saying. It made a comeback. It did. It was gone like yeah, when who, I was in. Now, fucking... who's doing the marketing for that? Because that motherfucker brought that thing back from the grave. It seems like. Well, that's the. I just. I. It's not. An, I don't want to be this guy, but maybe it's because I'm older. You don't get any, enough bang for your buck out of that shit. That well, was always my thing. Well, you have to have serious money to get your bang for your buck out of coke. To have a real party like yeah. that. Because I've only tried it once. Yeah, well, Just to say that I tried it. Well, the thing is, too, you remember your high is in like 45-minute intervals. So you, you, if you do oh, yeah. a line of Coke, you have a 45-minute duration and it's gone. All, all, the, all the what you got from it's gone. The gone, gone. Yeah, like if you do crank, man, you do crank, you're on it. You're hard for like a good you're – on it. you're on for the ride for like a good 12 hours. Yeah, depending on the amount, the purity yeah, and, and all and, that. And yeah, and the purity. But like Coke, you're, you have a 45-minute run. That's why they do it nonstop. Pass. Pass. Well, you, I did see some people spend $300,000 in a year on Coke. Good for them. And then it was time to stop hanging out with them because they were broke, and I don't hang out with broke people. <laughs> I'm looking for that motherfucker with the boat and a yacht <laughs> yeah. and some kind of nice house. Hey, they had all that in the beginning, but, you know, piece by piece. Well, that's the thing with Coke. So when you're, on, when you're constantly chasing the same every 45 minutes, you're, you're Oof. Yeah, yeah, it gets expensive really fucking fast. Yeah, I'll bet it does, dude. Yeah, that's why I want superstars to do that shit. Yeah, but still, I don't like, um, it rewrites your pleasure centers. Like the neurology of it, it really does rewrite it so that the monkey's louder than any other I, monkey. I think any drug does to a degree. Yeah, but when it's the primary focus of that drug, you know what I mean? It's levels. Yeah. It's the level of that I drug. Can see that. Just like how, like, what is it? Pot's not addictive, but the relaxation is. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's Alcohol is kind of a mix, a middle of those two. You'll get anxiety and shit without it, but that's only for a week or a couple of days or whatever. You know, well, at least for me, you know, I can, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> but it's all—it's always fun to break down the neurochemistry of what the fuck happened to your head, and it's not just some textbook telling you. It's okay. I experienced this, 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 and this, and then as I got older, you can still backdate it. See, the weird thing about that too, though, it's so subjective to every individual. Oh, absolutely. You, no you, two trips are the yeah. same. No two fucking. Well, the thing too is like you could take acid and I could, and we have two totally different outcomes. But what is the thing that if we're both at the same time? tend to have a very similar trip. At least because all the, the milestones and the markers are there for both of you. I could, yeah. It's, it's weird, though, because when you, when you start taking psychedelics or anything like that, if you've had like a, like a traumatized childhood, that will fucking just rear its ugly head like big time, man. Well, that's what... Um I don't want to do it this episode, but there's two there's two more stories that I absolutely have to tell because that's what it that's what it does is that's why we did it like every year is it, it cleans the attic. I think it so does. It, it forces you to, to kind of face some stuff. Yeah, you get the giggles and you start to climb and then the colors and well, then the everything too. starts dancing. But then it's it it reaches into your head and just takes everything that you fear and shows it to you in your mind's eye. See, but I don't think it really does that until you get older. If you're younger, I don't think you get to the the benefit of what you're actually doing. You're just taking to get high and, and, and experience something weird. Yeah, I you, I really didn't have those until I was in my twenties. That's what I'm saying. I think when yeah. you're older, until and, after I guess after I had a full time job. Yeah, when you're older and you experience the psychedelic, what you get out of it when you're older is way different. And you're doing a lot. A lot of times, you should be doing it for kind of a deep dive into your own mind a little bit, not just to do it that that the party. Well, have you ever done like a super small amount, like like nibble on half a cap? It's almost like microdosing. Yeah, like a microdose. You actually, all of a sudden, everything makes sense. It's like, was it taking? Was that shit Adderall? Is that what the, the kids take the tweak on? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a cognitive booster. Yeah. So Adderall is basically a, a high level manufactured speed to a degree, is what it is. Yeah, unless someone like me takes it, it puts me to sleep. 
Adderall will? Yeah. Well, it's for it's for people like with ADHD, right? Isn't that? No, true? no, no. What am, I think, what am I thinking of? You're thinking of um. Uh, I know what you're talking about. You think of Ritalin? Ritalin. Oh, okay, Ritalin. Yeah, Adderall is totally different. Adderall, My buddy gave me Ritalin and it knocked me out. He's like, "Well, looks like we found out here." Yeah, a lot of college students are hooked on Adderall because it's a cognitive booster. So if you got to write a paper and you got to really be able to expand and create an idea, Adderall is amazing at at bringing that part of yourself out. Okay. It does really good. Like the, the Rick, it, Rick <laughs> Morty joke. Am I taking too much Adderall? Am I not taking enough Adderall? <laughs> Should I take another Adderall? <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up, buddy. Has it been an hour already? Uh, yeah, 59. Holy moly, we made it. Yeah, it flew by. Yeah. Until the next episode, we'll have some good stories coming out. This is kind of more of a filler than anything. So. Yeah, we can admit that openly. Yeah, it was a conversation, though. It was- yeah, that's just bullshit. Pretty chill. See you next time. Ladies and gentlemen.